0: Hello, I'm Father Luke Goymore and welcome to I Believe, a series of catechetical reflections on the Apostles' Creed. Since the 4th century, Christians have summed up their belief in a series of statements of faith called the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is used by Christians throughout the world in both private recitation and in the liturgy of the Church. In this series, we take a moment to pause and reflect on the significance of this great prayer and universal statement of belief. In today's episode, we reflect on he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He ascended into heaven. After Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared multiple times to his disciples and shared meals with them. Now, these appearances took place during a 40-day period, at the end of which Jesus then ascended bodily into heaven. Now artists have struggled down throughout the ages to depict this event and it's not unusual to see altarpieces and paintings featuring a white cloud surrounded by angels with the apostles gathered at the bottom looking up at two little feet of Jesus disappearing into the cloud. Other paintings seem to make Jesus out to be um, gliding up towards heaven in a Superman-like manner. This is perhaps understandable, as the Gospel writers do not give a huge amount of detail about this event. Now, St Luke mentions the event twice, once in his Gospel and then again in the Acts of the Apostles. Mark mentions it as well, but both Gospel descriptions simply say that Jesus was taken up to heaven. Acts adds the details of the angels and the cloud but these are little more than a couple of extra lines. John's gospel and Matthew's gospel do not contain any account of the essential as such but John does record Jesus's promise that he must ascend to the father. He says do not hold on to me i have not yet ascended to the father go instead to my brothers and tell them i am ascending to my father and your father to my god and your god the ascension like the resurrection is something that is beyond the immediate experience of both the gospel writers and of course artists there are few if any human reference points to describe this mysterious event. So they do the best they can with the details that they have. The facts are that Jesus rose from the dead. This resurrection occurred with a new physically resurrected body. And after 40 days, Jesus was taken up into heaven where he is now interceding for us with his father. So the ascension means that jesus's humanity has now entered heaven and it is a reminder to us indeed an encouragement to us that when we are resurrect, re- resurrected our resurrection will like jesus involve our humanity being taken up into the glory of heaven now this is important we are not diminished or reduced in any way in the resurrection. Rather, we become everything we have been created to be. Fully human, animated with the very life of God himself. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraphs 665 and 667, explain Jesus' ascension like this. Christ's ascension marks the definitive entrance of Jesus' humanity into God's heavenly domain, whence he will come again. This humanity, in the meantime, hides him from the eyes of men. Jesus Christ, the head of the church, precedes us into the Father's glorious kingdom, so that we, the members of his body, may live in the hope of one day being with him forever. Jesus Christ, having entered the sanctuary of heaven once and for all, intercedes constantly for us as the mediator who assures us of the permanent outpouring of the holy spirit now in our previous reflections we have explored already how the eternal word who has always existed as the second person of the blessed trinity took flesh and dwelt amongst us as the man jesus christ in the incarnation god joined human nature to divine nature In assuming our human nature and redeeming it, Jesus then raises that same human nature up to the dignity of divine life. Now an image for this action of God could be perhaps the the letter V. Let us imagine that the the whole Paschal mystery as a large letter V. The incarnation is the, the downward action of God towards us, his people, which reach the lowest point of the V at the death of Christ on the cross and the descent into hell. The highest point then would be the resurrected Christ ascending to the glory of heaven through this action, um, through this saving action. Jesus then takes us up with him and that's the, the, the upward action of the V. The life of the the Trinitarian God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit continues as it always has done with the Father loving the Son and the Son imaging that love and loving the Father in return with the love between Father and Son and being the Holy Spirit. And when Christ ascends to heaven however, because um, human nature is now caught up in this uh, beautiful eternal exchange The Holy Spirit is poured out into the world permanently, animating the hearts of every believer. In a sense, the ascension enables Pentecost, which is a foreshadowing of the glory and life that we will be able to experience with God in eternity. Seated at the right hand of the Father, Jesus being Seated at the right hand of the Father is more than just a a casual expression. The right hand of the Father expresses his relationship to his Father in the eternal Godhead. Furthermore, it fulfills the prophecies of the Old Testament, as the Catechism 664 states. It signifies the inauguration of the Messiah's kingdom, the fulfilment, of prophet daniel's vision concerning the son of man to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples nations and languages should serve him his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed after this event the apostles became witnesses of the kingdom that will have no end seated at the right hand of the father then jesus intercedes for us continually and permanently when we pray we always pray to the father but we do this through the son in the holy spirit this um, dynamic expresses how we are able to share in the very nature of the trinity we come to the father through the son as the Son is our covenant representative. Jesus shared our human nature so that we can have a share of his divine nature. And the Holy Spirit facilitates this divine exchange. And Nicky Gumbel in his Alpha Talks gives a a very helpful story um, from the American Civil War which indicates the power and dynamic of intercession. It's worth just looking at this story, because it's a, it's a fun image. So the story goes like this. As a result of a family tragedy, a soldier had been given permission to have a hearing with the president because he wanted to request exemption from military service. But when he arrived at the White House, he was refused entry and was sent away. He then went to sit in a nearby park, and as soon as he was sitting in this park, a young boy came across to him and just remarked about how unhappy he looked. And the soldier then found himself pouring out his heart to this young little boy. Eventually, the boy said, look, you come with me. And so the dejected soldier went back to the White House. They went round the back. None of the guards seemed to stop them. Even the generals and the high-ranking government officials stood to attention and let them pass through, and the soldier was amazed. Finally, they came to the presidential office. Without knocking, they went into the west wing. The young boy opened the door of the Oval Office, walked straight in, and there was Abraham Lincoln, standing there in conversation with the Secretary of the State. At that moment, they walked in. Abraham Lincoln turned to the boy and said, "Todd." what can i do for you and todd said dad this soldier needs to talk to you he had access through the son jesus's intercession means we have access to god the father through the son and by the power of the holy spirit in the son when we ask people to pray for us whether they be on earth or the saints in heaven they can only pray for us because they are in christ in christ that's an important idea even when we're praying um, saying prayers to the holy spirit or praying as we think you know to the father or whatever we are praying actually because we are in christ remember to be a baptized christian is to be a member of christ's body the church. We are in Christ. As members of the church, we are in Christ. The saints are more perfectly in Christ because they have been perfected in heaven, thus their intercession is more perfect than ours, but their intercession is possible only because they share in the divine life of God, only because they are in Christ. They are perfectly in Christ through the grace of the Holy Spirit. The intercession of the saints does not in any way diminish the role of Jesus' intercession, just as the intercessory prayer of Christians on earth does not change Jesus' unique and exclusive role. Christ Jesus is the supreme intercessor, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. That's 1 Timothy 2.5. When we profess in the creed that Jesus ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, we are confessing our profound hope that where he has gone before us, we too will follow. Furthermore, we are acknowledging that in and through jesus christ we have access to god the father and share in the divine life of the trinity by the power of the holy spirit amen thank you for listening to i believe join us next time when we will be reflecting upon the phrase he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. May God bless you and confirm you in your faith. Amen.